And the person that was with you, what was with me, they would basically grab grab me by the by basically kind of my shirt collar in the back of my neck, push me down, kind of like roll me down into a little ball, and then cover me and then run. And then they would have their 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 um, weapon drawn, and so they would be covering and they would get between um, the the threat and you. And in training on this. All of the bodyguards would tell me, Sean, there's only one rule. So when you're being protected and there is a threat and we are helping you to get out or navigate the threat, there is only one rule. And that rule is don't fall down. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. I am Sean Dill. This is the lovely Lacey Book, who accompanies me each and every week as we discuss little nuggets of information, thoughts, or philosophies and strategies that you can implement to help you to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and to create the lifestyle that you deserve. Today, I want to talk about a concept that um, I think very few people will relate to. So I'm going to have to tell the story yep. of this concept so that everybody could understand it. Well, if you've read our book, None of Your Business, you know that for a while I lived in Costa Rica. And there was a time that due to business dealings that people um, had, in essence, just taken out a hit on my life and there was a, a hit man that was coming to get me it was very much like man on fire right it was like having bodyguards and uh, having to always watch your back having to watch people's hands you know i learned an awful lot although in the moment you know it wasn't very fun but you learn a lot about how all of that works and while i hope that nobody ever is in that situation there were some very very important life lessons and one of those has to do with the training that you receive if you are being guarded. So if you have a bodyguard and, you know, presidents, anybody who has a bodyguard, you never really think about this, but you actually have to be trained to have a bodyguard. So like if there's a situation, you have to know what they're going to do so that you can cooperate in the process. Otherwise, you could actually become the hindrance. You could be the obstacle. You could be the reason why the whole thing goes wrong. So in our training, we would have to go out into um, the shooting range, into, the, into an open range, and practice um, the eventuality. And this is something, you know, people don't ever think about. Like, you know, the president of the United States has to practice. Sure. For the eventuality that there is you know, a shooting, um, you know, all kinds of things, right? Because you know it's not like just the president just is like, oh, what, what are we doing? Like they have to know. So what would happen stereotypically in the event that you were in a crowd or you were somewhere and someone was going to pull a gun? Again, I'm telling you this through the eyes of the of the novice, of the person being protected. So if you're like, that's not how it is because I'm a professional bodyguard, well. 
I'm not, I don't know how it is if you're a professional bodyguard. I've never, I wasn't trained to do that. I was just trained that they had a word. They would basically um, yell, in essence, gun. They would have a word that, you know, they're not going to yell gun, but they would, they would let everybody know. And when you heard the word um, in the front, they would then draw their weapons, right, and begin to identify um, the threat. And the person that was with you, what was with me, they would basically grab grab me by the by basically kind of my shirt collar and the back of my neck, push me down, kind of like roll me down into a little ball, and then cover me and then run. And then they would have their 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 um, weapon drawn, and so they would be covering and they would get between um, the the threat and you. Mm. And so here's the life lesson. The reason why you have to practice that is because it's not easy to run when you're curled up into a little ball. And my bodyguard, he was a pretty big guy. Right. It's like 6'2", probably 240. Um, people in Costa Rica called him The Rock because he looked <laughs> like The Rock. He was a big guy. And so you have that basically on top of you and you're running like all scrunched up in this little ball. And, and you know, naturally too, you have the adrenaline. So you try to run as fast as you can. And in training on this, all of the bodyguards would tell me, Sean, there's only one rule. So when you're being protected and there is a threat and we are helping you to get out or navigate the threat, there is only one rule. And that rule is don't fall down. Now, the reason why there, that rule is, is because if I'm being protected and we're running and I'm you know scrunched up in a little ball and I'm running and then I you know I go down the bodyguard's going to go down cuz like we're we're connected and he's holding me and so if I fall down he's going to fall down and now we're both just laying on the ground while a a a threat is potentially shooting at us and what that means is that the bodyguard is going to get shot because in essence at that point they're laying on top of you and covering you yeah that's the last thing they want, but their job is to get between you and the bullet. And so if you fall down, there's dire consequences for them. So they're telling, and there's nothing really that they could do. They can't right. control you falling down. So there's one rule. We're going to protect you. The one rule is don't fall down. Now, this is the application for today. Well, uh, can I just say, I think oh, this is very, well, no, relatable for a lot of people. Not that story, but probably in sports. Like I think about our daughter when she was in competitive cheer and she was what was called a flyer. And there was these girls that were the base that would hold her and then they would throw her up in the air and then they would have to catch her. If she fell or they fell, they all got really hurt. So your ability to do things properly and not fall down, especially in a team setting is highly important and highly valuable. And I imagine that that bleeds into any kind of sport, team sports, right? I mean, what about when you were in band? Like if somebody threw something or they tripped or they fell, like wouldn't that wreck the whole thing? Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's probably a lot, I mean, in life, whenever you're doing something of high importance that's competitive or uh, even for you, I mean, that was like for, I mean, not competitive, that was to save your life, but not falling down is very important. Right. Well, one thing is dying, and the other thing is you tripped I know, on the. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying, but that is not a relatable story for right. anybody. But the concept but you can should relate. be. And I and I honestly, <laughs> I hope that people don't relate to that. No. But I, what I do want them to understand is so the key there is 
you're doing something that is not natural to you. You're because you're, you're you know, of course I know how to run, but I don't know how to run like <laughs> scrunched up in a little ball. And I definitely know how to don't know how to do that. I mean, you're you're really low to the ground. Like that's right. Like, like they've put you super like you're basically doubled over. And the reality is, is the consequences for you. So I know how to run, but the consequences, if I don't execute it, is that people's lives are at stake. Sure. The, the, the relation here, though, is there's so many things in business that for for you guys, our, our listeners and our viewers, that, of course, you know, for example, you know how to write an email. Everybody, everybody knows how to write an email. You know how to, you know, basically set up a web. And it might not be the best web page, but I mean, most people, like, I don't think there's anybody that's like, I have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to a web pages. Or I have no idea how to write an email. I don't even know how to ask somebody to, I have no idea if somebody wanted to buy my services. Like, so you, we kind of know, but here's the thing is as we begin to execute, then the situation causes the tensions to go high and crisis. There's a, you know, a crisis. Someone's trying to, to uh, shoot you, but in your business, there's crises that happen. Sure. Key employee might, might quit. Um, Systems can go down. Mm -hmm. Processor, credit card processing is not working one day. Cash it's, flow is is off. Cash flow is off because yeah. of a myriad of things. But right, right now, maybe because of pandemic, sure, um, you're having a hard time you know, balancing all of your cash flow and paying your bills. So some you're bills sick. are not. Oh my paid. gosh! As an entrepreneur, As a, yeah, you get sick. Service provider. Yeah. But here is the key: you just cannot fall down. You can't go down. You, you don't have that because if you fall down, if you stop, if you go down, then it's over. There is nothing you could do. That was always the lesson. If you go down on the ground, then there's nothing you can do. And, and I just think so many times in business, and I, this is the, where, where the application, I think, is, is in business. There's so many times when you feel like maybe you're going to go down. You feel yeah. like, I mean, because, again, you're running and you're, you know, You've been doubled over in half. You feel like you're going to go down. But when you understand the gravity of the situation, you don't because you know that you can't. Okay. So, what do you think about what is that saying? Fall down. Oh, how many times you get knocked down? It's how many times, times you, you get, get up. back up. Right. Right. But this is, this is totally different, right? So, you know, the bodyguard is knocking you down. And this is not knocking down because you got knocked down. This is like, and it's a, it's a different scenario. I just think that there are so many. And, and again, I, I, I wanted to talk about this because I do think that it's something that people don't, not that they don't relate to it because, of course, I, I hope that nobody can relate right. to it. But I just think that we don't think about it. You don't think about, you know, and, and I was a kid when uh, Ronald Reagan, there was a, a assassination attempt on his life. And one of the bodyguards got shot. James Brady was shot mm -hmm. in the head. But when you roll that back, you know, you could probably YouTube it. You see the execution of how they boom. And then they did shoot Ronald Reagan, but bam, they got him in the car. So it wasn't an accident, right? Like, I mean, I mean, it, it, it was it was orchestrated. He sure. knew what to do. They knew what to do. But the key is like, you just, you can't lose your mind. You have to understand we're in crisis and you also understand nobody can go down. Nobody goes down. And so, I mean, in business, all of these things, and, and that's the thing that people always think, well, well, that would never happen to me, right? Well, I didn't think I would, that would ever happen to me, number one, but then in business, yeah, of course, at some point, you know, you have, you have uh, an employee that you think will never quit. Right. Right. Well, they, they may quit yep. and you need to be listening to this podcast. You, you have probably put all of your entire list, 
And one of the, here's another one that we talk about. So um, how many of you have, you know, groups of people on Facebook? I know we do, right? We have Black Diamond Club. Well, what, what happens if Black Diamond, or I'm sorry, Facebook, Facebook goes, down. goes down, right? right? So the, the idea would be to cre create mechanisms that would allow you to have safety nets for all of the things that you do in your business. So like being able to be proactive instead of reactive would allow you to not fall. Yeah, I think there's two two main lessons I'd love for everybody to take away from this. Number one, as Nick Sonnenberg said when he was on our podcast, you have to test, stress test your systems. Sure. So what that means is that you have, if, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to the podcast with Nick Sonnenberg where we talked about this. But let's say that you've created a system for running payroll and that you have um, a CFO or you yourself, you, you are the one that runs payroll and you have the system. Well, the stress test is, is that arbitrarily one day you just assign it to someone else in the organization. That has no that has, idea. Has how no to do idea. It. Has Zero. never done it. Yeah. And you tell them you run the payroll. Right. And we see what happens. Yep. Right. Maybe they get paid, you know, $150,000 on that <laughs> payroll sequence. And then but they're you, fired. But, but you okay. have to stress test it. <laughs> right. Right. Because that's what we're saying. Like, so what if the person that normally does payroll just quits the day before payroll? Are right. you saying we're not going to run payroll? What if the person that's in charge of XYZ things is all of a sudden gone? So- you actually have to rehearse crises. I will tell you one mm -hmm. other thing, just as, a, as an aside, because um, we can't make a whole podcast out of this concept, but I remember one of the things, and I believe that it was Brendan Burchard was uh, talking about interviewing um, past presidents. And he had asked them, well, how do you manage crises? Like, what do you do? What's the key to managing crises? And they said, well, you have to have the ability to slow down time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in a crisis everybody speeds time up, right? Because they get all, oh my gosh. And, and, and so everybody- rash decisions, Yeah, right? and they're just being mm -hmm. reactionary. Right. Um, and, and that's the same thing. If you've rehearsed it, it's like we've been here before, which now that's another concept, right? So you have mental rehearsal, Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm -hmm. where you can actually, and who wants to practice in their mind crises? Right. But you have to, right? I'm telling you, that's the thing is, is that's the, that's the sign of being prepared. And I know that you don't want to think about, you know, any key employees quitting, but you need to right now. You mm -hmm. need to think like, all right, so what would I do if my key employee quit right. today? Mm -hmm. Right. Would I just fall down? And that's the thing. So that's the second piece of it, because if my key employee quit and I had four other employees and I just decided to fall down because I, I couldn't manage it, what happens to the other four employees? Right. Right. They're, they suffer. And what happens to the people that I serve? Right. They suffer. And so we have to have these mechanisms in place, these fail safes. Yeah, I like that. I th and I think that's important. So stress testing your systems would be the number one thing. Uh, rehearsing crises in your mind so that you're prepared and you're not reactionary because that's where we make really bad decisions. Anything else that comes to mind? Well, I just think that the discussion really now centers on like, what are the crises that we are preparing for? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and, and, and look, not to, we're there's not, some things you can't foresee, like what we're in right now. You, nobody would have been able said to, that, but having said that, look, we were very proactive about yeah. that. Like, you know, you can go back, you can document and you can look back. It's on social media. We were talking about this pandemic in February of 20 of 2020, mm -hmm. you know, and that was a time when people weren't really taking it seriously. And why do we do that? Well, because I'm programmed to not fall down. Right. Let me just have that in my background. And when we saw it on the horizon, while you and I on a philosophical level don't agree with the reaction, we're not trying to wear masks all over the place. We're not crossing our fingers and anxiously awaiting the vaccine. 
we do understand the implications on our business. Right. And we were prepping for that before it was even a thing. Sure. We were already in crisis management before it was a crisis, right? And it's the same thing because look, what if it had never panned out to be that? Well, then no big deal. We had prepared. No harm, no foul. Yeah, yeah we had prepared for something that never happened. Right. But the, the thing is, is that most people right now that are suffering, it's because you didn't prepare. Now, before you turn the podcast off, I'm not admonishing you, but I am just saying, look, if you weren't prepared for this, are you preparing for whatever is next? Right. Right. There's, there's, you, know, you can't count on the government to come with, you know, their, their PPP um, bailouts. And if they don't help you, then what is your, what is your, what is your plan? And having said that, the plan cannot be just going to pack it in. Mm -hmm. That for us is probably one of the worst things that we see. Yeah, absolutely. People that have decided to throw in the towel. In fact, we are always working with our members, not to just help them, but to encourage our members to help other people as well, because that's the worst thing. And when somebody goes down, then multiple, multiple lives are affected. Mm -hmm. Long-term strategy, that's what comes to mind, because so many people in business just do things that, that are quick, that give them instantaneous results. And what we've seen in business is that things that give you instantaneous results, they don't survive crises, right? Because they're not strategic. They're not thought out. They're not long-term. They don't, they don't hold like they're not an integral part of your business because they're just little one-offs. So how many things do you have in place that also are long-term strategies for growth? Because those are the things that also outlast crises. Well, yeah, you have to have long-term strategies for growth, but you also probably should think about short-term strategies for crises management. And you can't possibly predict every single crisis that could possibly come. But for example, you know, we're, we're on the eve of an election right? and we've been talking an awful lot about this. Like, you know, everybody getting, getting fired up for their candidate. They're excited for whoever they're backing, but we've been talking from a business standpoint for months now to our clients, to our members about what if the other candidate wins? Yeah. Whoever it is that you're, because you have a plan for your candidate to win clearly. I mean, what, no matter what, like if you're listening to, you have a plan for your candidate to win. But do you have a plan for if not? And that's actually what creates then that emotional strife. You're not that mad that the the person didn't win because you, they're not your father, right? I mean, you, you're, you're not that vested in it, really, if we really get down to brass tacks. But mm -hmm. what you're vested in is the potential result or outcome. And what you're really attached to is your unpreparedness for the other candidate right. to have won. <laughs> Everyone's prepared for their candidate. And so... One of the things I like about our financial planners is that they run this um, th these models, and it's not it's not novel to them. I think most financial it's like a risk planners, analysis almost. Yeah, I think most yeah. financial planners do this. Um, not it's not my my scope, but I love how they look at all of these potential eventualities, yep. and then tell you the percentage chance that your plan is going to work. Right? Well, why wouldn't we employ that in your business? Mm. Right? I mean, even if it was just, I'm not saying you have to run models, although that's not a bad idea. But why wouldn't we even just think like, look, maybe with my cash flow, what would I do if a lot of people talk about, for example, digital currency, right? So, oh, the world is going to go to a digital currency. And then again, it polarizes and people are like, ah, I'm not doing that. Okay, well, what if it did, right? What if it went to digital currency? Are you prepared for that? Or are you just saying that because you are fundamentally against it, that you're going to close? Right. Because that the, and so you could say I'm fundamentally against it, but if it happened, then this, right? I'm prepared for that. It won't be fun. 
but I'm prepared for that. You know, in all of these eventualities, what if the stock market crashes? Right. Right. How would that affect? Well, you could. Well, I don't have anything in the stock in this in the market. Right. But maybe your clients do. And are you prepared? How would that alter your business? And are you shaped for that? Or are you just going to say gun and then you're trying, you're going to start running and fall down because you've never seen, even in your mind's eye, you've never seen the situation, right? You, the prepare, the preparation is you rehearsing for something that you actually hope will never happen. In fact, in that example, I was never in a situation where there was a live shooter and my bodyguards had, right. to, you know, duck me down and I had to run. And so you prepare for things that you hope will never happen. And most people right now are only preparing for things that they hope will. Mm -hmm. That's it? Yep. All right. We'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast.